Life is messy. That's the message you've been receiving over the last several weeks here at St. Mark's. And I'm sure that was a big revelation to you, wasn't it? That life is messy. The human condition tells us that life is messy. It's messy because we can't control it, isn't it? Sometimes it's messy because of things that we do, personal choices that we make, sins that we commit. Sometimes it's messy because of the actions of others that are well beyond our control. Sometimes it's messy simply because we allow our anxiety, our fears, our what-if statements take hold of our lives, and we feel like we're just living in one big hot mess. If you ever feel like that, know that you're not alone. But also know that if you feel like that, you don't have to remain like that. You know, we're coming up to the celebration of Christmas. And for most of us, I think there's a lot of excitement, expectation, and joy. On the other side, there may be some consternation. Checklists that have not been completed yet as the day for the Christmas celebration comes near. For some of us, there may be some anxiety, maybe even a sense of dread that the holidays brings with it. If we find ourselves in the midst of situations where everyone else seems happy and joyful, while we might be dealing with some stuff, maybe it's the first Christmas that we're celebrating without someone that we love or care for. Maybe we're still riddled with anxiety over pandemics and different strains of the virus. Maybe we just kind of look at all things and say, wouldn't it be great just to sleep in one day? There are a lot of things that we, a lot of things that we bring to this. But my friends, those are not new themes. They have been immortalized in classic Christmas movies, haven't they? Some of the best, and I'll say among my favorite Christmas holiday movies, are ones that Christmas is threatened to be wrecked by pandemonium and circumstances. Can I share with you a few of them? The most classic, It's a Wonderful Life. Classic story of the man who doesn't know what he has. He finds himself in situations, George Bailey, not knowing what's gonna happen because they're gonna foreclose on their savings and loan. They're gonna put someone in jail because money is missing. There's gonna be a panic running on the banks. He gets a little, a little look at what life would be without him. Somehow it becomes a moment of that aha experience where his despair, his doubt, his really, his sense of ready to do away with his own life becomes a celebration of life. The second, a Christmas story. Remember Ralphie? <laughs> Ralphie's family? Here are the two characters to put there. 
the dogs next door. <laughs> Remember the dogs? They have the big turkey for Christmas. The neighbor dogs come into the house, the dogs that no one in that house likes. They break into the house, they eat the Christmas dinner. And where do they find themselves on Christmas Day? Singing Christmas carols in a Chinese restaurant, <laughs> celebrating the holiday that they are together and with each other. The last one, my favorite Christmas movie. And I hate to tell you it's not the nativity story. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. <laughs> now, if there's ever a family that knew what it was like to wreck a holiday, it was the Griswolds. Clark Griswold, what's his whole focus? He wants to have a good, old-fashioned Christmas. I have more lines in this, this movie memorized than I care to admit to you. Really full, a lot of sap. He's looking for the perfect tree, the perfect gift, the perfect celebration, the perfect meal, the perfect lighting display. He has a vision of what perfection around the holiday looks like. But what happens? Life intervenes. The in-laws show up bickering, complaining, criticizing. Cousin Eddie pulls up with his family in that high-quality RV. <laughs> Unexpected guests. The tree set on fire. The cat fried. The dinner overcooked. The house wrecked. And on top of that, his Christmas bonus, a membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> and yet through all of that, he keeps coming back. We're gonna get another tree, we're gonna fix the lighting, we're gonna do this. He shows resilience. And truth be told, it's a sappy movie. But my friends, here's what the bottom line is. We can't control everything around us. We can only control our attitude, our approach. My friends, the, the, if when life is messy, when you feel that your life is one big hot mess, give it up, but don't give up. Give up whatever it is that's burdening you this holiday season. Give up the checklist. Give up the to-do list. Give up the consternation, the anxiety. Give it over to the Lord. You see, we put the trappings on, we put these images on life or experiences that are not bad, they're certainly idealistic. But sometimes when things don't go according to the plan that we have, we think somehow either God hasn't come through, as though God is supposed to receive our wish list in the same way that Santa would and make sure it falls into place. Or we just give up trying. And a lot of times people give up trying. We live in a world today where people, in many cases, have given up on God, have given up on church, 
have given up on government, have given up on family, have given up on relationships. My friends, don't give up. Give it over. Give it up to the Lord. You see, all of us, systems, circumstances, individuals, families, governments, our world, were a big, hot mess. And what brought that idea of salvation about, that it could all be redeemed? Jesus Christ. Let's look at Mary. You want to talk about an example of someone who had a messy, messy life. She's a young girl. She gets this message. You've been chosen to bring God's son into the world. Her initial reaction isn't negative, but certainly confused. How could this be? Since I know not man. We don't know what was going on in her mind and heart. How will I explain this to Joseph? How will I tell my parents? What will the people in the village say? Could I find myself subjected to the law and be publicly stoned to death? Now, I don't know that it's all as quickly um, resolved as we might be led to believe when we read the story of the Annunciation in Luke's Gospel. But somehow she got there. At the end of what I really believe must have been some wrestling, some dialogue, some pondering. What does she say? Let it be done to me according to your word. She didn't give up. She gave it up. She gave it right back to the one who brought it to her. She gave it over to, Lord, to the Lord. And my friends, how did she do it? In the gospel today, we see her visiting Elizabeth, her kinswoman. Mary herself, a young girl pregnant. Elizabeth, much older, pregnant with John the Baptist. How could she do it? She didn't give up. She gave it up. She was carrying Christ literally with her in her. She was preparing to birth him into the circumstances of her life. Do you really think that you and I are that different? Have we not been given the light of Christ in our lives? At baptism, when you were a baby or maybe as an adult, the priest or the deacon handed a candle to you or to your godparents and said, receive the light of Christ. Keep this light burning brightly. Don't give up. Give it up. Let people see that light. Don't let circumstances smother it. Don't let circumstances compromise it. Don't let people pull you down. Yes, life will be messy. And at times you might think your life is just one big mess. But God and God's grace can be found in all of those situations. Just think about how we've gotten this far, individually, as a nation, as a church, as a parish community. We all look at our personal and communal histories. Do we not look back at times with embarrassment or shame? 
Individually, as a society, as a nation, as a church, do we not step back sometimes and say, I could have done that better. I wish I'd never made that decision. I wish I'd have approached this a different way. Because of past mistakes, does that mean there is no future? Absolutely not. We're here today, maybe because of it, but certainly in spite of it. God takes often horrendous circumstances and can transform them into avenues of grace. Put differently, God draws straight with crooked lines. So when you look at those messes or those challenges in your life, don't give up. Give them up. See them as the gift that they could be. That can make you stronger. That can make you more compassionate. That can contribute towards your path of holiness. Of being able to embrace more tightly, more boldly, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Life is messy. And you know, I wish that I could say, here's a magic formula to clean it all up so it would never be messy again. There is that formula. We're just not gonna see it today. And we'll recite it in a moment in our creed. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. Amen? Amen.